everybody. Welcome to our amazing end of the year Shadowrun Podcasters Roundtable. We have done this a number of times before. Um, you may remember the very first time we did it way back in, oh, I guess it was 2015, the beginning of 2015. Um, Tim Patrick had had brought us on and uh, it was it was the Arcology and uh, Hidden Grid and Neo-Anarchist Podcast and Critical Glitch uh, got together and talked about what we were doing and Shadowrun and all that kind of stuff. And things have since gotten so big, uh, so many different Shadowrun pro- podcasts. We've all kind of gone in, in various directions and it got really, really big and hard to manage the last couple of years. And we decided to pare it back down to a, uh, a family-sized event. And so I have uh, got a bunch of people that I'm really proud to call friends and people that I really, really like. Um, Not that I don't like anybody who's not here, uh, but they might have not been able to make it or I may not have been able to get a hold of them or whatever. Um, But I do want to take this time and welcome everybody to the show. Hopefully you'll get a kick out of it. And um, why don't we start by doing introductions. My... um, my plan for this episode is to break it up into four chunks where uh, the first chunk is everybody introducing themselves and talking about their show. The second is we'll take some time and talk about our favorite Shadowrun book, event, or product this year. Uh, the third segment will be what we hope for or where we see Shadowrun going in the future. And then the fourth segment will be specifically what is in the future for each of our represented shows. Uh, why don't we take off with Mr. Johnson? You go first and uh, introduce yourself on your show or shows. All right. Hello. And uh, thanks for having me, Opti. appreciate it. I am Mr. Johnson, or y'all can call me Cliff. I don't mind. I know it's a little unprofessional of someone calling themselves Mr. Johnson to reveal their real name, but, you know, whatever. We're all family here, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do the Arcology podcast uh, with uh, various other people over the years and the episodes. Uh, podcasts we talk about Shadowrun and episodes uh, that have a really, really long-running actual play uh, podcast, uh, Shadowrun 5th Edition, that's been going for, gosh six years now um and we started the sixth edition campaign we decided we're not going to convert the fifth edition over to six anyway this is probably all more stuff to talk about later uh, i podcast a lot about Shadowrun. Um, i also do uh i gm the legends of earth dawn podcast which is a lot of fun and i'm on twitch with the Shadowcasters network uh, doing shows about tabletop rpgs currently super proud of rural punk uh, which we're in the middle of our first season. Woo! Uh, yeah, Mac joins me for that. And um, and I make music as Prism Shard. Sorry if that was too lengthy. I, I, Not at all. We've got to start talking. We've got sometimes. so much time to fill. <laughs> yeah, we we never know where the interesting conversation is going to come from. Uh, but we will move on and uh, let's let Ali introduce herself. Hey, I suppose I don't know. I, I just got on the mic and I'm like, crap, what am I doing here? Anyways, hi, I'm Allison. Uh, let's see, what do I do? You may remember me, uh, kind of my first appearance regarding Shadowrun was as Boots in the Blackout special. That was really interesting. That was kind of my first VA gig. And then not long after that, the, the bug bit me and then I started a podcast with Mac 
called Awakened, a Six World Shadowcast, where we talk about magic and how that works, because nobody seems to understand how magic works, including us. But that's been a fun make so far, even though I'm like super behind on it. Uh, I've done some other stuff with Shadowcasters. I've been on the Sprawl as Angel, and I was on Optiverse Guardian Allies as Paladin. So I've, uh, it's safe to say I've done more tabletop stuff this year than any other, and I'm thankful to everybody who I've like uh, played with because it's been a, it's it's been a blast. I'm glad I get to uh, kind of do this stuff with y'all. I don't know. Uh, in my in my uh, normal everyday life, I'm a photographer. Sometimes I make silly short films. It may have been really recently that might appeal to you. And in, in, uh, sorry, that might appeal to you uh, if you are interested in cyberpunk, as you probably are listening to this called Brand New Eyes. So I don't know. I like to take pretty pictures and make things. So yeah, that's me. Awesome. We are glad to have you here. And next we will go to, how do you want me to call you? Just anything's fine. Okay, um, anything I, is fine. Introduce yourself. I <laughs> uh, love this place. Uh, I am James. I play Wolf on uh, Deniable Assets. I play Jazz on Shadowrun Origins. I was Blackjack on Optiverse, Guardian Allies. Um... In general, I, uh, God, I'm trying to think of how long I've been doing this now. I think I'm on, I think we're on our fifth or sixth season of Deniable Assets, and I've been on a couple other podcasts, I'm pretty sure. Um, as far as, uh, who I am in real life, I just, I'm just a dude who really just likes Shadowrun, tabletop gaming, and all of that. that I met, I met James first time, um, I was running a Shadowrun missions game at the local uh, uh, bookstore here in in Fort Worth, and him and his buddies come up to me and they're like, "Hey, are you Opti?" I'm like, "Yeah," and like, "We want to start a podcast too." And I was like, "You guys should totally do it." And they're like, "Really?" I was like, "Absolutely, you guys should totally do it." And then like three years later, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was three years. No, probably not like, three. But it, it was, was like a year and a half. We to like two. we like didn't see each other, didn't talk to them, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, we totally did it." And I was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he definitely Hollywooded us. That's for sure. Anyway, I'm glad that you guys did it. I'm glad that you're you're around and uh, you guys are. Uh, you've become very, very good friends of mine in the intervening time too. So I'm very excited for for more friends and more more friend family. Family, if you will. We're family. Okay, uh, Mac. Hey everybody, I'm Mac. Um, I. Oh man, um, I only started. Uh, getting into the whole uh, Shadowcasters community in, like, uh, what was it, May? Um, actually, when Opti started following me on Twitter. Um, and I just realized I have done a whole heck of a lot with Shadowcasters in that very short time. Um, I initially appeared on uh, in Shadowcasters Productions, I guess, as... Um, Ellen in uh, Deniable Assets Arc of Blackout. Um, I the the main thing that I do um, in Shadowcasters is I produce and uh, engineer audio for uh, 
a little podcast called Pink Mohawk Edition. We are a Shadowrun Anarchy actual play podcast uh, set in Missoula, Montana, uh, in the SSC. Um, and I play a character named Sergeant Butch. I also play Sergeant Butch on Awakened with Allie. Uh, she is my co-host, or I am her co-host. I don't know, depending on how you look at it. Um, I've done Rural Punk with Cliff. Uh, it is an incredible game that I'm having so much fun with. Um, and, um, what else do I do? Oh, I also appear as, uh, various random voices on uh radio fruiter to write which is also a lot of fun um in my normal everyday life uh i am a coffee roaster and barista um yeah i think that's pretty much it so yeah max for handle was like caffeinated gay cyberpunk elf and i was like wow that checks off so many boxes for me. Follow. And she's like, oh <laughs> yeah, my basically. god, Opti followed me. And I was like, why is that a big deal? And then we started talking. And I was like, right, awesome. Yeah. All right, next up is Palmer, who is like calling on like a phone because we forced him to do this even though he was far from home. I am, I'm, yes, I am Palmer. I am currently trapped uh, in a winter wonderland, uh, unable to fly out due to weather. Uh, I am known as the producer and writer for Radio Free Detroit, an in-character Shadowrun podcast uh, starring Ziggy the Troll, Shadowrunning Philosopher, uh, that discusses philosophy and occasionally talks about uh, Shadowrunning once in a while. You are um, leaving off that you've become one of my best friends over the last year. Aww. <laughs> um, well, that's not for me to hype up. Right. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> the um, Let's see. What else do I want to say about that? Um, I mean, I've done a lot, a lot of other stuff uh, on the Shadow Captures lately, um, but I think Radio Free Detroit is, is the big thing that, um, that people will want to hear about. So I think that's all I'm going to mention. Awesome. And I think uh, that, that probably most of you guys know who I am, but that's fine if you don't, because there's plenty of other ways you could have gotten here with all the other podcasts that this might release on. So I'm Opti. I do the Neo-Anarchist podcast, which is an in-character Shadowrun history podcast, which goes year by year through the uh, history of Shadowrun. Uh, also produce and play in Shadowrun Origins, which is an actual play that goes through the uh, classic adventures of first edition Shadowrun. Uh, One-fifth founding members uh, of the Shadowcasters Network. Uh, I freelance write for Shadowrun and Earthon and the upcoming Purgatory RPG. And I just recently started Fragging Unicorns Games, uh, which is a gaming company which should have its first crowdfunding miniatures game in 2020, this July. Um, which I'm is not so particularly excited. Shadowrun related, but it kind of it kind of is. And so um, I'm pretty excited about that, too. Well, it's cyberpunk fantasy, so if you like Shadowrun, you're going to like this. For all of you who have been dying for a um, uh, a cyberpunk fantasy war game since it, one was promised in 2012, <laughs> uh, I'm here to deliver. <laughs> that's what we're going to do in, in, uh, in July 2020. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's who we are. Um, I want to take a moment and recognize that there are a bunch of other people in our extended podcast family and who do Shadowrun podcasts. And I'm just going to do a real quick 
uh, shotgun approach here and just list them all because they're all worth listening to. Um, and we reached out in various ways to some of them, not all of them. Uh, honestly, the list just keeps growing and shrinking and contracting and uh, you know getting large again. So I, it's, it's hard to keep track of all of them. But in no particular order, um, I want to give a shout out to Relative Dimension, uh, an actual play podcast, Violent Life, which is uh, in character informational radio drama type stuff, uh, Low Country Shadows, actual play, Hidden Grid, which is defunct now, but still you can go check out older episodes, which is one of the first Shadowrun podcasts ever. Uh, Dice Crimes, uh, Milk Run, Crit Squad is amazing. Uh, Mana and Steel, Without a Net is an actual play podcast as well. Fun City, uh, Blood, Gold, and Chrome. Uh, Resting Glitch Face, I know everybody here loves them. Uh, they're quite amazing. Fourth Ooh. Estate Militia, Chip Truth, Neo Scum, Geek the Mage, Critical Glitch, uh, again, defunct but still awesome. Openly Gamer Theater, Motor City Shadows, Anarchy is Dead, The Talent Agency, again, really, really amazing. Drek Happens and Aztec Gold. You guys think of anything I forgot? I'm surprised you even hit Milk Run because, like, I remember listening to that. Like, I don't know. Well, that was I don't a know baby if it's still going Shadow on. But I yeah. saw that. Just to be sure, mm -hmm. did you say Sonic Realms? I did not say Sonic Realms. No, Sweet. I'm Tell glad us. I caught them. Yeah. Oh, I've also oh. appeared on Sonic Realms, but you won't recognize uh, you won't recognize my voice on there because it's uh, been run through like five different filters. So yeah, if you are one of those uh, folks, or if you haven't listened to them and you are looking for even more Shadowrun, hey user, um, if you are looking for even more, uh, bye user. Just ignore them coming and going. We're we're, we're recording a session a little later. Uh, it's all good. Uh, so yeah, if you are looking for Shadowrun content, uh, or if, if we missed you and you're on your one of those Shadowrun content creators. Uh, Please know that you have our uh, deepest respect. And next time I say, hey, anybody want to be a part of this, you should jump at the chance. Um, all right. We'll move on to the second. Uh, which I Before we do that, can, yeah. I, uh, can I give a really quick like additional shout out to Resting Glitchface? Because without Resting Glitchface, uh, Pink Mohawk Edition would never have happened. Um, I met the GM via their Twitter, and we started talking, and eventually he was like, oh yeah, you know, I want to start a game. Uh, maybe we can turn it into a podcast. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so full disclosure, I, I was trying really hard to get Resting Glitchface on representative, um, and I think the problem is on my end, and I'm just a really bad communicator, uh, but it was, <laughs> it, was my, it was my goal to have them on, and I think I just lost their contact info. So, sorry about that. If you're Resting Glitchface, we love you a lot, and Opti's just a you know, he's just one of those guys. It's a personality <laughs> defect that we pretend to like about him, but secretly hate. All right, moving on to uh, the second category. Uh, let's do, um, let's talk about our favorite SR Shadowrun related thing that happened this year, whether that's a, a book release or some sort of event or a product that came out or um, if you had a particular show that you really liked. So let's just like, just go nuts and tell us like, what was your big best Shadowrun moment this year? And uh, we will start with anybody have anything they want to like, they're, they're dying to, to, to talk about. Cause if somebody wants time to think about it even further then I can give them time. Otherwise Allie's going to go first again. 
Uh, actually, can I not go first? Because I, I don't even know. All I'll right, that's first. okay. Ignore the show notes. Okay. Go ahead, Mac. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. I am just... Uh, one of my favorite things that happened in Shadowrun this year was um, the blackout audio drama that we all worked so hard to produce. Um, I am just constantly, you know, in awe of the fact that, um, you know, everyone who worked on it was able to produce such a massive thing, uh, you know, daily for like 30 straight days. Um, I think that we almost died. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. I remember y'all almost were dead, like, at the end. That's not good. <laughs> took, like, that's two not weeks a off. good thing. We like, just didn't want to do anything related to anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not It's not good that you guys almost died, but, like, the sheer volume of this project that you were all able to produce, like, I, I remember Palmer telling me, oh, yeah, you know, this... Uh, this one episode that lasted like 10 minutes took me like nine hours to produce and you know i haven't slept in weeks and i'm like that's not good but it's impressive um yeah it was just a massive project and i am so amazed by like all of the just the incredible level of creativity that it managed to showcase that was on that was one of my big ones as well. I don't know. I wonder how many other people had that on there. Raise your hand Just and me say and Mac. I. I mean, I it mean, was a big I mean, thing was, for me. I was thinking someone else would talk about it. Yeah, yeah, like... Blackout was kind of <laughs> like my, my trial by fire. I remember Opti just DM, uh, DM me on Discord one day like, Hey, I need a voice for this kind of thing that you are. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. Keep me in the loop. <laughs> Okay. A blackout is also how I made friends with James. Um, we started talking because of that, and I got really attached to the character that uh, you know James and Mac wrote. And um, yeah, eventually I just ran with it, and now I'm like best friends with James because and of this thing that happened totally randomly. And there is more about that once we get to the future of our shows section. Yes. And 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 I barely knew Palmer before we started Blackout. Um, but working together daily with somebody apparently draws you closer to them. And so like, you know, now we're talking virtually daily. Um, but when when it, at first it was just a, you know, hey, I I know that there's two other in-character Shadowrun podcasts out there. Let's reach out to them and see if we want to, you know, to do this thing, which is a it's an official tie-in to to the lore, um, but there was no official, you know, backing for it. If that makes any sense, like they they said, yes, you can do this. Yes, it can be sort of soft canon, but you know, you have to do it all for us instead of <laughs> instead. Of, so it was all kind of working backwards, um, you know, and and it, it was a, a pretty big undertaking. But I'm super super proud of it. Like I like I hear you guys are as well. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was great. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed the challenge of it more than anything else because it definitely it definitely stretched my audio editing skills uh, far beyond what I had originally thought my capabilities would be, which is part of the reason why Clean has been doing a lot of the audio editing for our episodes here recently 
because uh, while it did stretch those legs a lot, it also burned me out very badly. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I felt a little bit of that, too. Um, a little bit. It, we had Coming off of it, like, we had a sort of euphoria. Um, but then once that euphoria ran out, like, it, it was hard to... It was hard to get motivated to do anything like that again. Um, I, I think it's, it's fixed itself. It's righted itself. But I think we've learned a lot of yeah. lessons from that, too. Yeah, I think... Um... I think that that will segue well to what I wanted to say um, is a couple of the favorite things that I've uh, that have happened this year relate directly to uh, blackout. Uh, so first of all, uh, blackout blackout itself, but then that also spawned um, for me t another episode that recently came out uh, and and a series uh, that I've been doing with. James for uh, the Deniable Assets and Radio Free Detroit Patreons. Um, so we have been following uh, on a monthly basis since the blackout, uh, the adventures of the um, budding couple, Sunshine and Wolf. And Hashtag best couple in Shadowrun. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that, buddy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Controversial. Well, the couple, who I wanna, the couple who I want to claim is the best couple in Shadowrun uh, hasn't actually become a couple yet, so I will set this one out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really proud of that, and then um, also proud of uh, what happened. When was that? Like six or seven days ago, when uh, our holiday special released, which was, I suppose, technically also a blackout um, epilogue. Yeah, I think I think that fits. That was also absolutely incredible. That uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah. In terms of just uh, just general Shadowrun stuff, uh, I took a quick look at what happened this year, and uh, a lot of good stuff came out. A lot of good stuff happened. Um, I wanted to highlight two things uh, that I really liked. Um, I was uh, way back in January of 2019. Uh, is was the release of um, the first supplement for Shadowrun Anarchy, um, which is awesome. So I, I also really? read it. I read it. I don't know how many times trying to write Blackout. <clears throat> so, huh. so that uh, I, I hadn't realized. Uh, are you talking about Chicago yeah. Chaos? That was Chicago Chaos came out last January. That was 2019. Huh. Yeah. yeah, that was 2019. Oh my god, oh, that's how long this year has been. Yeah, I thought of it as, <laughs> as a last year product. Otherwise, it would have been on my list toward the top here. Yeah. So, the uh, such a the great book. Out, it's it's amazing. The other thing that came out this year that um, for Shadowrun that I super like is No Future, um, written by a good friend of mine uh, in large part. Yeah, um, No Future was actually. Uh, the other main thing on my list um no future is like sorry i don't want to hijack like your spiel too much please please, please gut away <laughs> okay uh in that case i will happily hijack all. um no future is probably like one of my favorite rpg books just in general like not even my favorite shadowrun book um i am just like i i love it so much um first of all like the physical copy of this book is just so beautiful um you know and there are like so many little surprises tucked in there like uh i was flipping through it um you know uh, uh, like shortly after getting it and um 
you know, I ended up on the page where they have like a physical uh like set of uh Maria Mercurial tickets. And I just like you know, it it was such a little thing, but I just totally lost my mind over it. I was like, man, this is so cool that they included this in the book. Um and uh, yeah, you know I, sorry, I, go on. I can I can with complete honesty say that it is uh, no Future was my favorite Shadowrun source book uh, since third edition, I think. Um, and since that time, you know, since second edition, or was it first? I can't remember. But I've been playing that long. And uh, ever since the release of Shadowbeat, I have wanted a second Shadowbeat. Yeah. Uh, and that's I... what the book was. Yeah. I, I just absolutely love, you know, how deep it dives into uh, sixth world culture, um, you know, and I like I run my own or I was running my own, um, you know, chatter and group. And I actually like demanded of all of the players like, hey, I need you to sit down and I need you to read this book cover to cover. And, you know, I need you to pick out things that your character is interested in because this makes them feel real. This gives them a connection to the world that they live in, Um, you know, and like maybe I'm a jerk for forcing my players to do this. But I like this is what I did. And I absolutely loved it for that reason. Um, So, yeah, that's. I, oh my god, I love No Future. It's good. It's a fantastic book. Awesome. I, I, that was a, a lot of love for No Future that I didn't expect. Um, yeah, it's it's great, and I feel very strongly about it. Uh, very strongly, positively about it. I mean, No Future is kind of what got me back into like Shadowrun hardcore. Like, I saw the book on drive-thru, and I'm like, holy shit. Oh, they made all. Oh, they made a book like that because I remember some of that being in what was it? I started with fourth edition. I think it was Attitude, and I ate yeah, that, was that Attitude. shit for breakfast, y'all. Like it was ridiculous, and just going through and being like, "Yo, my character totally be into this thing." Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice having those little details. It's so good. Uh, Cliff, what, do you, what was your? What's your big, awesome Shadowrun moment of 2019? Well, I mean, all of that stuff everybody else said is pretty well covers a lot of it. But uh, So I'll, I'll, I'll go in a somewhat different direction. And uh, I will say that I, I really loved getting to announce Shadowrun 6 World Edition to the world with uh, some of the Shadowcasters Network friends of mine. And... Um, you know, that was super stressful, and not all of the internet response was fantastic, but we had a great time with it, and um, it was a lot of fun. And I also, um, I really do like Shadowrun 6 World Edition a lot. Uh, I've been playing it a lot this year, and it's it's kind of a, taken the game in a somewhat different direction, but it's a fun one. So uh, I yeah, I was wondering. Room. I was wondering if if any of us was going to mention that the elephant in the room, which was that Shadowrun got a completely I mean, new edition this okay. year. <laughs> yeah, and some people on the internet got mad and said mean things about it. So whatever, that shit happens all the time, right? We're sure. all pretty much all Star Wars fans here, and we're kind of used to seeing uh, 
seeing uh, maybe one of our favorite characters from a previous movie getting shunted to the side due to that kind of crap. Well, you know, in Shadowrun, we, we just get to see the stuff come out and... and Never mind, I'm babbling about this. <laughs> Toxic <laughs> fandoms suck, okay? Um, yeah, that they said, do. There is some legitimate criticism as well that I don't want to just shove into that uh, corner as well because, you know, there 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 is definitely legitimate criticism of um, Shadowrun 6 World Edition and the company that produces it. I'm not going to go any further down that rabbit hole of discussion but yeah, again, I will say I. Really yeah, there love... are there are plenty of places to have that conversation on the internet. <laughs> so we're gonna keep yeah. it positive here. <laughs> and yeah, and, and positively speaking, I, I I love I love Shadowrun. Um, I I love the Sixth World Edition. Maybe I don't love everything about it, but I love enough about it that I'm I'm excited to keep playing it. And uh, yeah, I will say a couple things that I love the most about it is the single pass combat turn. Um, just that really simplifies things. Oh my gosh! Every time I play Fifth Edition now and we roll initiative, I'm like, oh, I wish I was playing SR6 now. We have five yeah. passes. God damn it! <laughs> Let's get to the next turn, <laughs> uh, right? Um, not that I don't enjoy playing SR5. I'm exaggerating a bit, but um, in comparison, no, I love it so much. Uh, that aspect of it and the action system, I think, works works really well. Uh, we we got to play a session that Rusty was GMing, and I don't want to give anything away. This isn't too spoilery, but there was a combat, like a melee combat between two people, and there was this back-and-forth, edge-of-your-seat sword fighting that I had never seen before happen in Shadowrun and could not have existed in previous editions the way, the way they work. And this, it was awesome. I mean, Opti and Jazz, you were there. Well, I call you Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was it was dope. Can't yeah. wait for all y'all to Gar- hear it. Gardemanche was. I'm uh, so excited to hear the razor, it. Razor Boy was going toe to toe with a with another. Well, I don't want to spoil that, but yeah, was going toe to toe with somebody who is who was quite amazing, and we all thought that Gardemanche was going to die. <laughs> it will leave you there. <laughs> no. As you uh, do. Yeah, that, that, that was a great moment. <laughs> um, God. Uh, James, what are you? Oh, were you done, Cliff? I was just going to say, I also love the way character creation opens things up uh, to making it easier to make whatever meta type you like without necessarily having to hamper your playstyle choices. It doesn't yeah. feel like a slog anymore. Like, um, so one of my um talents apparently is understanding Five E's character creation and not having to use like Hero Forge or Chummer or anything like that to like get a get a get a character whipped up i looked at six's character creation rules when i got the book and i'm just like oh this is so quick and painless yeah i oh, i don't feel like i need to take a whole ibuprofen just to get through creation. <laughs> when i first uh created sergeant butch i created her in fifth edition um and like it was my first time creating a character in Shadowrun 5th edition, uh, and it literally took me like a good 12 hours. Uh, it was not like nonstop, but, you know, adding everything up, it took me at least 12 hours to create her. Uh, going into Shadowrun 6th edition, however, uh, creating her from scratch, uh, you know, choosing like, you know, all of her stats, all of her gear, all of her spells and everything took me an hour and a half. And I'm like, man, this is just so much easier to do. I love it. That's a remarkable improvement. I can oh, yeah. actually finally play Shadowrun with people who don't have 
I guess, experience with other systems. Like, I can, you know, shove this at my D&D group and be like, hey, guys, let's play something different. Let's play something different, not spend, like, three sessions on character generation. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, James, what was your favorite big Shadowrun moment of 2019? Um, well, the, uh, the release of our Patreon content, Sunshine and Wolf, has been just wonderful I've, I've greatly enjoyed doing that with palmer um the the multiple christmas specials at the end of the year has has kind of like i've always been a scrooge my whole life i'll readily admit to that um and uh, thanks to my partner in crime who plays enigma on da um i've been kind of turning that around a little bit and actually working on a christmas special this year has kind of has kind of really helped me get into the spirit of it, um, especially the the blackout one was really fun, and then uh, DA we put out our own, uh, just kind of, uh, I guess, spoiler alert for my own show, uh, DA saves Christmas essentially, um, and I guess the biggest thing for me was, as everybody else has already mentioned, was no future because now I can finally create what Wolf originally was going to be, which was a musician and all of that kind of stuff, but I didn't really have any kind of background or basis for it. But now there's a whole bunch of music stuff in the future, so I can make uh, a new version of an old character. So, you know, I, th I thought that was pretty great. Nice. And, Allie, are you ready? I suppose so. Ah, uh, okay. So, kind of like... This year, I I really kind of threw myself at Shadowrun, I guess, just as a system. Uh, one more piece about 6e, them cyberware rules? Oh, mwah. Oh, mwah. Those, those make my heart sing as somebody who uh, does not quite agree with the concept of essence as originally written. Just, you know, the way I view my body and whatnot. That was just, like, really cool. I think I went around Twitter yelling Shadowrun says trans rights for like five hours and I almost <laughs> paid Opti 50 bucks to yell it at Gen Con. There's not much I wouldn't do for 50 bucks. I mean, honestly, why not? Why not just do it? <laughs> 50 bucks notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Fucking hell. Yeah, anyways, um, let's see what else. Uh, no Future was awesome. What other things did I do? I, I kind of just like threw myself at it and starting my own podcast like i think we were in the middle of blackout right mac like when we started going like hey Autumn i think and Butch so. should totally have a podcast because they are polar fucking opposites yeah i think absolutely. the best way i've ever described their friendship was uh if you remember those old spice commercials with um what the fuck what the fuck's his name um terry cruz and what they what's the other guy idris elba oh yeah <laughs> It's you. <laughs> it's me, bitch! Uh, butch is the I Idris Elba in this situation. Definitely. Uh, like, hands yep. down. Yeah, no, obviously. Just, yeah. And starting that and making that and um, hearing the feedback, especially on the edit as audio editing, has never really been my thing. I've always been a video editor. Uh, especially getting like Palmer go, yeah, that's really good. I was just like, ah! Ah, I did it! I made a thing! Uh... I feel like episode two would have come out a lot faster uh, if, you know, everything hadn't gone to shit. And I'm still working on it. Well, just everybody, so you all know. everybody involved, uh, all two of us, uh, have just been, like, completely 
slammed by like everything happening in life so yeah it's like we're waking very busy up and, people yeah like it's just a brick in my face i'm like i want to edit my podcast i know <laughs> but uh yeah and we'll, we'll delve into that more on future of the show stuff but like sex world and the whole like going to gen con thing holy shit getting to meet you guys in person and tackle hug some of you <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure james can tell you how that was <laughs> um f for me i have two um and the first is uh i think streetpedia came out this year as well the neo anarchist streetpedia yes it did uh, I do remember Ooh, that was like right my, before 6e it's my and, uh, freelance tabletop rpg writing debut yeah yay and like there is um there is a lot of of opti in that book um the one of the things i'm most proud of that i've ever written is the uh introduction to that book that's uh basically like this neo-anarchist uh manifesto sort of rally um <laughs> rallying cry type thing and uh introduces the whole book and then of course i got to write about a whole bunch of cool shadow lore which um you know, Streetpedia is not one of those books, you know, like that's really an in-universe book. It's more like a, a reference book, but it's written, you know, in-universe. Um, and I, I just think if, well, anyway, I, I'm proud of it. Uh, I'm proud of the stuff that I wrote in it. I, I'm really excited that uh, that it came out and was well-received. And um, that was a big bonus cool thing for me because it's the neo-anarchist Streetpedia and and old crow wrote the introduction so like that was just like <laughs> it felt like a really good uh a, a really i don't know a feather in my cap i guess it's just the yeah, way just that i feel about it thinking back to like the those old neo-anarchist guides that would that, that would open with uh, what captain chaos talking about neo-anarchist yeah. philosophy that got to be you that is right awesome. and like that i like that wasn't lost like i really did feel really cool to see that in print um and to feel a little bit like you know, uh, to be able to kind of tie into that, that spiritual succession. Um, but then also, um, and so like the complicated relationship I have with SR6 is that I really kind of wanted to work on it. Uh, I really wanted to have words in it, you know, I mean, to, to be, to be a writer on uh, a Shadowrun sixth edition book, but I didn't get to, but, uh, when it was, when it was in the early stages, I did submit an awful lot of ideas um, not all of them made it in, but a lot of them did. And so while I didn't get to write anything or kind of, you know, have anything to do with the process of SR6, a lot of the ideas that I wrote made it in. And so I'm credited as a developer of Shadowrun 6 edition, even though I didn't get any actual words in it. And so some of the coolest things that, that I like about SR6 were some of the things that, um, that I submitted. And so I, I can't take any credit for actually writing it, but like at least my name is in there as, uh, as a developer, which I think is pretty cool. Like that's my that's, first that's... credit as a developer. <laughs> that's awesome. But also don't downplay the work you did on the beginner box. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I wrote the the uh, beginner rule book, the beginner rules, the what do you call them? Quick start rules for the uh, beginner box. I forgot about that, Cliff. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, so like it was it was a cool it was a cool year as far as stuff that came out for me. But I think if I'm being honest, all of that stuff sort of burned me out. Um, 
not because it was bad or awful or bad experience, just like it was an awful lot, and I feel like I kind of peaked a little bit, like in in the in the uh, freelance writing stuff. But Blackout made me love Shadowrun more, you know, so like I'm gonna have to go with Blackout as being my my absolute favorite thing Shadowrun this year. I kind of I, I I see yeah I echo your sentiment of Blackout made me really love Shadowrun like. I was like, of course, you know, I've I've been into it since, gosh, I don't remember when, uh, but like, shit didn't black blackout was just like, this is fun. It got me thinking about what's autumn doing during the blackout. Probably not very. <laughs> and I, st- I don't think keys. we've actually got. Um, I don't think that book has come out yet, has it? The, the actual I don't no. believe so, no. I know it I hasn't because I have, I have words in that too. I have a fiction piece in that and a chunk of one of the chapters. I'm, I'm so, so that looking forward should to it. Be, that should be coming out, I feel like, in January. Um, the last I heard, but don't quote me on that. But like, it should be out soon. Um, we thought it was going to drop a lot sooner than that. <laughs> so we didn't really mean to have uh, Blackout just hanging out there you know, without any context for this long. But... Um, but yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. I have a section in that one about the um, Confederate, Confederated American States, uh, kind of like an update. Uh, you know, that's in that book too. So that's kind of fun. Looking forward to that. Anybody else want to say anything else about 2019 before we move on a little bit? So be it. I have spoken. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, what do you hope for for Shadowrun's future, or, or where do you see Shadowrun going from here? Um, and, uh, I will open it up to anybody who wants to go first on that topic, or I will just call on Cliff first. All right, Cliff, you're up. All right. Oh, good. I have things to say, so I'm ready. <laughs> well, okay. As far as my hopes for Shatterin toward the future, I've got, uh, two main ones, one of which is a little bit selfish. I really hope to see my novella come out. <laughs> Seconded. Oh, you wrote a novella for Shadowrun? Because, oh shit. This is the first time hearing about it. I am so excited to read it. Um, We got permission to talk about them and read the first, or read like an excerpt for them as part of our um, SCN podcaster event this last year, so I'm not too worried about, you know, uh, getting in trouble by talking about it a little bit. But no, I wrote a novella about uh, an urban brawl player who has a bad time because some Shadowrunners messed up his life, and... um, he, he has his own sort of a uh, story of going out and uh, trying to become a shadow runner and seeing how that goes and getting pulled into the uh, the amateur urban brawl circuit. And uh, yeah, I, I turned it in a long time ago. Uh, edits haven't come back in forever. And um, I I hope it comes out someday. But, um... I'm a little disappointed that this call is audio only because you can't see the absolute joy on my face uh, while you're describing it. I'm... Wow, uh, this is actually really similar to one of my characters. She is um, an urban brawler turned Shadowrunner. Um, so this is like extremely up my alley. I'm so excited. More fiction for your for your character's backstory. Yes, for my for my extremely specific tastes. Yep, I, I, I've heard some other people who have novellas in the pipeline are hearing some things back about their novellas coming out, and there was was a novella. Or a, uh, an ebook of some kind just released. I haven't actually read it yet. I just saw the announcement 
uh, written by Jason Hardy. So I'm, I'm hoping to see the, uh, it looks like, looks like the fiction is flowing through the pipeline. So I'm really hoping that, that mine makes it out because I'm excited to share it with the world. I'm really proud of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really, really happy with what I wrote about it. And uh, I think people will like it, but maybe they'll hate it. And then I'll wish I never wrote it, but whatever. Um, no, I shouldn't think like that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, otherwise, what I would love to see in Shadowrun towards the future is more attention paid to Shadowrun Anarchy. I would like to see not a Shadowrun yes, Anarchy. Yes, God, uh, please. I want to see another Shadowrun Anarchy core book come out that's not an addition, but a revision that takes into account some of the um, some of the short shortfalls that, that some of the writing in that that book has. Now, granted, much of the writing is fantastic. Uh, but some of the way the rules are presented, uh, they don't tend to go over as well if you don't already have uh, a background in Shadowrun. And I'm going to piggyback on yours because that's that is almost exactly what I wrote. Uh, more anarchy, and and specifically like a second edition book, clean things up. Um, I think we have a pretty awesome core uh, rule set. But but like you, I think that there's a lot we have learned uh, in the meantime. And I think that Shadowrun's 6th edition needs something like Anarchy to, to balance it out. So I think um, for those who may not like 6th uh, edition for a variety of reasons, I think Anarchy could absolutely fill a niche for them. And I would like the opportunity to, to clean that up and release a sort of 2nd edition or something. Did you, did you have anything else uh, about, in general, uh, future stuff, or where do you want to see Shadowrun go, Cliff? Uh, Shadowrun specific? Uh, not really. I'm, 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 uh, I, 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 I'm not really free to talk about, I think, where I think things will go with SR6 books, because I'm kind of involved with a couple of them and a little bit here and there, and uh, I'm under NDA, so. <laughs> um, Best stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll leave that speculation to people who don't have a contract that, you know, they've agreed not to talk about certain things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody else have a, uh, a prediction or a hope for Shadowrun's future? I mean, I would like to see more lore books come out. Um, I I mean, part of the reason that I love Shadowrun so much is because of the uh lore and the setting and um you know it's just like there's so much in it it's so complex and so interesting it's just such a rich world um and you know i i just constantly have a desire for more <laughs> um so yeah that's that's something that i would absolutely love to see yeah i kind of second that that i'd like to see I'd like to see kind of um, the the neo anarchist podcast, but like in book form, and like the up to the current timeline and like more society books, because that's why I love No Future so much. Is it like helped me kind of immerse myself in the world, and like lore books would be amazing and more in depth um, lore and write ups on kind of less 
recognized areas of Shadowrun. Other countries, places besides Seattle. Maybe maybe a book on Detroit or the Rotten Apple or the Caribbean League or anywhere but Seattle. <laughs> well, you know, that, that is something they, they did start doing with a lot of the uh, the Shadows in Focus books, and I loved those. So I think we might be like, likely to see more things along those lines in general. But, but, but I'm going to add, I'm going to tack something onto my list, and it's a thing that will almost certainly never happen, but I would love... But, but I'll say something that would certainly help out with the diversity of lore material for Shadowrun is uh, I would absolutely love to see Shadowrun have an OGL uh, made available, well, like an open gaming license. Like, that would be actually really cool. That would be fantastic. So other people mm. could follow certain rules. They could stamp something on there and say, this is a Shadowrun product using Shadowrun rules, but it's a third-party product with my ideas. Um, I think that's something that every role-playing game company should do. Uh, I almost feel like it's like an ethical or more or moral thing, honestly, but not quite to that point, I guess. But I really wish. I, I think it should be done because because art should be open for more people to use. Yeah, if I was yeah. ever going to do a gaming company, I'd probably do something like that. <laughs> Just hypothetically, <laughs> not that that's ever going to happen. Hmm. What do we uh, know here? <laughs> no, uh, definitely the. Let's see. the... Allie, oh, or... sorry, Ali, you have something for uh, a prediction or a hope for Shadowrun? I mean, kind of, sort of. I'm hoping the game just kind of like. I sort of like what's going on now. Uh, compared to some other communities, Shadowrun's been super inclusive, super awesome. Uh. I kind of echoed the want for more setting books because, holy shit, I have had nothing but questions since I started playing this game as to why things are the way they are. And that's, that is like what most conversations about Shadowrun devolve into with my friends. I'm, I just like, I'm, I'm telling them about the setting and they're just like, hey, what about this thing that I really need answered to like understand this? And I'm like, shit, they ever talk about that? Fuck. You know, I've had to, like, I've been GMing, uh, like, 5th edition campaigns. I had to go back through, like, all the way almost through 2nd edition to figure out what the hell was going on. And the most recent information I have is from fucking, what is it, like, 30 years ago in canon. You know? Like, I know what was going on in, say, Hong Kong in the 2050s. I don't know shit about how it is now. Which I think is like a, a strength and a weakness of the setting, right? In that it's it's sort of a little bit dense to get into initially. Yeah, I but. was saying when I first uh, started getting into Shadowrun, um, you know, yeah, I would love to run this game, but I, I feel like I need a four-year degree in Sixth World History uh, to actually be able to run it. And then I found your podcast, <laughs> and well, exactly that just took care of everything. <laughs> yeah. No, that was uh, that was exactly what I needed to feel, you know, comfortable with the lore and everything. Um, so that fixed that problem. But there's still uh, there's so many other holes in you know our knowledge of the setting, and there's um, which which I guess is good and bad. Um, it leaves a lot free for you know me to make up, but I, I like at the same having... time, you know, there's nothing standard. Yeah, I like having space to make up my own things without having to worry yeah. about if I'm contradicting some lore that's written in a book somewhere. I'd much rather... Well, I don't worry about that too much. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck it. It's my campaign. Um, 
Oops. Uh, hmm. Should I say that? You'll have to mark it explicit unless you edit <laughs> this out on your podcast. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I would have to edit out virtually all of what Ali has said so far. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just mark it explicit and move on. <laughs> yeah. No. You you knew this coming inviting me to your podcast that. Sadly, I cannot get through a sentence without uttering some sort of expletive because sometimes my mouth moves too fast. And to make up for lost time, my brain is like, just swear. It'll be fine. You You didn't say a single swear in all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Holy crap, Autumn! I'm so proud of you for not cussing. Well, well the, shit! Hey. The tradition of these things is everyone can post them on their own podcast feed. It's just typically Yay. like I'm the only one who actually gets around to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Uh, James, do you have anything as far as hopes or predictions? I did mine. Did you? Uh, yeah. We haven't. Uh, we haven't gotten Palmer yet. Well, then let's talk about Palmer. No, don't let's let Palmer talk I'm about it. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I, there are a few things that I um, am excited about, um, but I think the biggest one is uh, something that we thought was going to be out sooner, uh, but is not out uh, yet. But it has been announced. I can talk about it a little bit. Um, there is a, um, what do they call that? An, an adventure type supplement. Uh, oh, the, a module. A module, um, yes. which is set in the time of the blackout uh, in the city where I work, uh, Toronto, Canada. So uh, I am excited for more Canada in Shadowrun mm-hmm. because there's never enough of the sea in the UCIS. There's never enough apologies in Shadowrun. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just sort of the tradition up here you blow some poor ke officer's hat off and you're like oh i'm sorry bud so uh for me again i I, my biggest thing was was more anarchy and and maybe a refined version of anarchy but uh what i think taking a more long view is i think shutterun 6 edition is going to hit all of the big you know points that that all editions hit which is like you know the cyberware book and the combat book and the magic book and all those kind of things. And I, but I don't think this is just prediction and it's just what I think is going to happen. I don't think that six is going to have the staying power that fifth edition did. Uh, and I think instead sixth edition is going to be like Shadowrun's like, like dungeon dragon fourth edition in that, like for, for example, I actually loved D and D fourth edition, but I, the cult, the, uh, the fandom sort of reacted negatively to it. And I think as a result of fourth edition being received so negatively, we got a D&D fifth edition, which was received incredibly well. I think it would be nice if uh, Shadowrun took that tack as well and had a relatively brief sixth edition, but took a lot of the lessons from sixth edition and fifth edition and made a really, really special uh seventh edition or maybe even a 6.5 or something like that and uh something that would be able to spark the larger culture imagination you know or in in fandom uh, I, something that we can all just sort of say like yeah this is the great edition this is a you know pretty awesome cliff sounds like he's already there but 
Um, yeah, I think I think when whenever the next edition does come around, I would definitely like to see a longer and more open uh, playtesting process. Like we got to see some stuff that we were sworn to secrecy for, but the public didn't really get to have time to you know take a look at it and respond and give their feedback. And I think I think SR6 would have been a much better product if it basically just took a, a year to do that from where it released now, essentially, and then, you know, released in 2020. But, you know. And that gets to um, a problem that's really beyond Shadowrun. That, that is a sort of, hmm, you know what? I do the Neo-Anarchist podcast, so let's not, let's not be non-controversial now. Um, if, if, the, if the company wants to make money and they're willing to cut some corners, then we might continue to get some of this. I mean, Cliff spent the entirety of 5th edition complaining that things didn't have indexes. Um, and there's really not much reason why they didn't, other than, you know, the books were were sort of rushed out um, to, to see about getting more money sooner. And I don't, I don't like pointing that out, you know, especially somebody who works freelances for the company. I would like to see a prioritization of the fans and of the experience rather than the bottom line. That would be my hope. So, yeah. You guys still here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm just sort of echoing your sentiments because, yeah. No, I love No, no, no. That was a mic drop moment kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Gotta let it hang there in the air a little bit. Just also, boom, end of the podcast. No buys, no have a happy year or anything. Just done. But otherwise, it became one of the more awkward moments in our podcast ever where there's just dead silence and Opti going, hello? We're, we're not this is why who, we edit things. Well, we're not the kind of people it. who are going to, you know, completely gloss over stuff that that might be, you know, worth taking a moment to, to criticize and talk about. I do Would try you to keep pr- things more positive. I'm sorry, um, because it is so easy to to get that that anger going and the the bitterness and to latch on to negative things that that sort of blind you to seeing the the good side of stuff, but. I mean, it is important to be able to look at the things that you like and recognize what's problematic about them. And you could still like them. So I think that's that's a good lesson to take with, you know, many things, not not just Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Um, I think, you know, I've been around the industry and I've written enough and now been podcasting long enough that um, not every bit of feedback I get is positive. Uh, some of it is downright... Um, negative (laughs) so uh i've I've had to learn to disconnect myself a little bit from caring so much about what everybody thinks about me and really valuing the people that are happy because of what we do um so anyway just expect the longer that you're in the industry the more negativity you'll get Um, but as long as you're making people happy that's actually a really cool thing because the people who are unhappy can go get happy somewhere else. That's so, a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's wrap up by going down the list and tell us what is on the future for your your personal selves. Where do you want us to look for you in 2020? And uh, we know what's the future of your show. So, uh, and we'll we'll go ahead and we'll start with Palmer this time because he he's been going near last every time. Okay, I'm first this time. That's nice. 
Um, okay, so uh, Radio Free Detroit, uh, what does the future look like? Uh, pretty much uh, continuing on uh, as we have been, uh, taking listener questions, answering uh, moral conundrums, and uh, more or less just talking about philosophy in the sixth world. Um, so uh, doing the occasional uh, audio drama aside, uh, and we're hoping to do some really fun stuff uh, on our uh, Sunshine and Wolf Patreon inclusive stuff. Uh, aside from that, um, we, I have a new uh, project starting up called um, Worlds Without End, which is a uh, podcast that we're uh, basically it's going to be doing. Uh, it was basically going to be the, the people who did Blackout, and we're doing uh, a similar treatment to uh, as many PTRG worlds as we can get our hands on. Um, so uh, our first, uh, we currently have a couple of projects we're working um, the first one is uh, sort of very, very early development uh, is going to be set in the Earth Dawn universe, uh, and that one's going to be real fun. Uh, the one that's a little bit further along is actually uh, tying into the, um, the hype, the promotion for uh, Fred and Unicorn, Unicorns Games, um, uh, Kickstarter, or their crowdfunding, whatever's happening uh, this summer. So that is, uh, we're very excited about that. I already put out. Uh, a casting call um, a couple of weeks ago for that. Got a few submissions, and I'm really excited to go through all those with my compatriots. Palmer is being a little coy because I think he maybe didn't want to. He didn't know if he could mention it or not. Um, but the uh, the audio drama that he's talking about is for an RPG called Subversion, and that is uh, not going to be our first release, but our second release uh, from Frag and Unicorns Games. Uh, and it's going to be um, a tabletop role-playing game, so we're we're pretty excited about that. Palmer has been uh, incredible. You know what? I didn't. I didn't. I'm going to take a moment just to to sideswipe everybody here and say actually one of my best moments of 2019 was when Palmer took over editing of uh, Shadowrun Origins because the <laughs> quality just like insanely went up, and and it's uh, it's now one of my favorite things. So. So he's yeah, he's doing great stuff. The things he's done with that podcast have pushed me to do new things with my podcast editing for our college episodes. So um, I'll keep it up. Most mo most particularly uh, using the different voice filters for the sort of uh, bigger meta types, so they have the deeper voices. I really need to figure out how you do troll versus Palmer because I got my I'm trying to get my brother to record some stuff for me for some hush hush shit for Awakened, and uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. There's gonna be trolls in a lot of places. So, you <laughs> well, you I you tell me your secrets. Yeah. Did you ever uh, pick up uh, the? Sound I could just toys? pass that on to you. Did you ever pick up that uh, Sound Toys plugin that was on sale? I never did. Um, okay. Just curious. Kind of too crazy. Yeah. There's a um, there's a pro, uh, there's a company called Sound Toys that makes a variety of different audio processing plugins, and one of them is called Little Alter Boy. Alter spelled A L T E R, and it allows for uh, some uh, different uh, pitch shifting. It's got some different algorithms or something, so it sounds more natural. And you can also adjust the formant, which uh, to some degree allows you to tweak the apparent gender of a voice. Oh, that's cool. And I can we get this to work live? Because I know OBS VST plugins. It is uh, available as a VST plugin. I don't know if it's one of the ones that's friendly with OBS. I have no experience actually getting plugins to work in that software. 
theoretically. Still, definitely something that would be fun, especially for yeah, folks like, well, like, you girl. It, yeah, it is still on sale. All right, you guys done nerding out about sound stuff? I suppose. <laughs> uh, I mean, you started it, let's be I, honest. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, how about you, Mac? Uh, what's what's on the future for 2020? Yeah, uh, well, um, oh, I wasn't expecting to have to do it immediately. Um, so, uh, well, for one, um, you know, I'm really excited about uh, the vast improvement in quality uh that you know my sound uh engineering has um undergone uh that is due like you know in at least like 75 percent to palmer um he's amazing i've been like watching his editing process and he's just so talented and extremely helpful with um you know, I, I guess budding uh, sound engineers like me. Um, I've learned so much from him. But anyway, um, so obviously I'm going to continue working on Pink Mohawk Edition. We're going to be uh, hopefully putting out a lot more episodes, uh, hopefully a lot more regularly uh, once my schedule becomes regular um, and calms down a little bit. Uh we also obviously are an actual play and the majority of our episodes to date have been, you know, like your typical actual play episode, but, uh, we have some episodes on the horizon that are a lot more role play heavy. And, um, those actually are, uh, We've put a lot more thought into those, I guess, than just, you know, oh, we're sitting at the table, you know, we're gonna just talk in character. Um, there are a few scenes that we've gone back over and redone uh, just to really drive the point home. Um, I am doing a lot more with sound. I am doing a lot more with, like, um, I, I, I guess, like, environmental sound design uh, in these episodes. And... Um, you know, pretty pretty soon down the line, they're going to start sounding uh, very, very different and a lot more rich uh, and a lot more complex um, and hopefully a lot more impactful. Um, we also are planning on doing uh, a few um, a few one shots, uh, not necessarily all in Shadowrun. Uh, some of these are going to have some very cool uh, guest stars from other Shadowrun podcasts on them. So that's something that we're really excited about. Um, yeah. Awesome. What about, what, Allie, what about you? Well, I guess piggybacking off of that, um, specifically because I work with Mac on Awakened, and Mac has been awesome to work with. Can I just say that? Mac Thanks. has been a wonderful co-host and <laughs> person to bounce my stupid ideas off of. Your ideas uh, aren't stupid. Well, they're they're borderline stupid. Let's put it that way. Let's uh, agree to disagree there because <laughs> oh, some of these ideas off this dome. Oof. But uh, the second episode is coming. We recorded it a while back, but I have not had time to edit because my life has also been, for lack of a better term, an absolute fucking shit show with a carnival on the side. 
Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I've got a little time where I can sit down and edit that finally. So I'm working on that. I'm also working on new ideas for episodes. I'm also, um, futzing with some other world building stuff because I want you all to get to know, uh, cause y'all might like know a little bit about Butch because you also listen to PME. What do you know about this doof, this other doofus? I wanna, I wanna uh, flesh out Autumn in y'all's minds in an audio drama sort of way, which is why I was uh, trying to get my brother to do some lines for me, uh, to uh, kind of appear at least even briefly as her younger brother. But uh, kind of just doing that fleshing out uh, is something uh, I was uh, actually a little bit inspired by uh, what Big Mac and James do over on DA, kind of with their stories of deniable assets stuff. So, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping to sort of keep making it more consistently and not fall off the wagon because my, my life wants to, I don't know, slap me. More audio drama is always a good thing, I think. So, speaking of audio drama, uh, James, why don't you fill us in on what your future 2020 plans are? You want my 2020 plans? Come on, dude. I don't have 2020 vision. <laughs> that, had to be, that had to be made at least one time in this episode. That um, was such no! a bad joke. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> that was horrible, and I loved it. Just saying, guys, it was one of the best dad jokes of this decade, and I'm not even a dad. Um, so, what's going on in the future of Deniable Assets? Well, there will be more tales. Um, there will be more informational shows. Uh, Deniable Assets is moving from Seattle. We are incorporating a new character into our show, played by the illustrious, illust, illustrious, good lord, illustrious and wonderful Mac. Um, hey. We are probably going to be adding in one or two more people uh, as it goes on. If you listen to the DA Christmas special, you may have heard that a uh, a certain little uh, little computer is now evolved that's that's how we'll put it um and as far as the future for me specifically um i am actually going to be launching next month a entertainment kind of <clears throat> company thing that specializes in audio dramas podcasts eventually we want to get into uh actual visual work and that sort of thing and our first project is going to be called uh, Not Your Normal Nerdcast, which is going to be Twitch streamed, and it is all about inclusivity in gaming, and we're trying to get more marginalized people to talk about their experiences and kind of bring to light some of the, I don't want to say issues, but let's be honest, they're issues, issues and problems in, uh, in our favorite hobbies. So that's kind of my big thing for next year. That sounds like a like a, a lot. Looking it is going to, to be quite the undertaking. <laughs> it already has been. We haven't even launched yet. <laughs> All right, uh, Cliff. What what should we be uh, looking forward to seeing from you next year? Oh, um, lots of things, I guess. Uh... Well, um, I guess it's probably super obvious to everybody that I haven't put out as many episodes this past uh, year, particularly in the later side of it, 
as maybe I normally have in the past. Uh, so I'm hoping to kind of get back on that horse and get moving. Without going into too much detail, I've had some personal family life stuff that's been really unpleasant and difficult to go through and sort of a sucker punch to my self-confidence. Nothing to do with Vox or the kiddos. Everything's fine there. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go into details. It's just been uh, emotionally trying. And um, so I guess I've... I've lost some confidence in myself as a performer and as a creative person putting things out in the world. And I, um, I recognize that's bullshit and I just, uh, need to get back on the horse and keep things moving. So I'm going to be doing lots more things. Uh, just keep going with the Arcology podcast, of course. Uh, I love Shadowrun and we'll be doing more episodes about Sixth World Edition. Uh, to that end, I'm trying a little experiment with Opti. Um, well, he's joining me at least in the beginning. We'll see if I can keep him around for longer as a regular co-host. <laughs> uh, he's a busy guy. Um, but it's going to be doing Arcology episodes, uh, the regular episodes, the, the, the talking about a topic episodes, uh, live on the Shadowcasters Network Twitch uh, channel. Uh, and then those episodes will be released on YouTube later and also edited down and released in the audio podcast format. Uh, probably by the time this airs, uh, the first one will have come and gone, uh, December 30th, with uh, Jason Hardy uh, joining uh, Opti and myself to talk about character creation in 6th edition. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll keep it going. If we like it, we'll keep it going. If it works, we'll keep doing it. Otherwise, I'll just go back to making them just for audio and skip the live part of it. But uh, we'll see. It'll, it'll be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to Rem Alternus's video project coming out and uh, getting to do music for that as well. Uh, I was super happy to see their Kickstarter succeed this last year. Um, I'm going to be doing actual play podcasts, of course, continuing our 6th edition actual play. And um, that's the one I think I'm going to focus my efforts on doing the more sort of uh, audio drama style sound effects production. Though still leaving in all the table talk, so... Um, kind of like how I've been doing with it. So you get sound effects for different things, uh, people's voices are altered, there's more uh, dynamic music and things going on. And then for the 5th edition campaign, I'm going to more or less continue that as it was, probably with less of that production end, more just the, the straight story, how it's been. And uh, that campaign will be continuing as it has for over six years now. Uh, continuing with a sort of noir-style uh, flavored adventures in New Orleans, interspersed with going to big world, big big deal, uh, world-shaking event-type runs with the Draco Foundation. I'll drop a little spoiler in that uh, their most recent run that we're still in the process of recording involves discovering a lost tribe of Tiskraing in Madagascar. That sounds Ooh. fun. Wow. Um. We've been recording for our patrons uh, a, a campaign we've been calling Lost Vegas. It's uh, people who've been turned into ghouls and are trying to survive in Las Vegas using Shadow and Anarchy rules, GM'd by Hayes or Carlton, as you may know him. And that's been uh, released for, for patron content as one of our campaigns. Uh, but one of the things I'm going to be doing with that is I'm going to start releasing episodes on our regular feed as well because it's been a really fun campaign and I want to share it with more people. Uh, but patrons will still get access to them, like, months before anybody else. Um, speaking of patron stuff, uh, there's a little project I've been sort of kicking around with uh, Palmer here and Mac and Allie and uh, uh, some others of uh, getting a um, sort of a, 
a loose narrative Shadowrun Anarchy Rules Light uh, play-by-post campaign taking place in Redmond um, on a Discord server as a play-by-post for, for patrons. And uh, patrons of just the entry-level tiers of each of our podcasts can just get in there and play and make a character. And uh, patrons at somewhat higher levels will have privileges to, say, uh, create uh, locations or important NPCs or plot arc things. And um, each of the different Patreons involved uh, will give you a different piece. So it sort of encourages you to go out and support Pink Mohawk Edition and Radio Free Detroit and you know everyone else who becomes involved in this to a certain degree, because then it lets you do different things in the world. Or um, or you just get your foot in the door with uh, supporting one of us a little bit, and we're totally happy with that, and you get to play. So that will be coming along, and that's been a lot more slower going, I think, than than all of us involved would like. But uh, yeah, we're going to take our time with it and uh, get, that, get some inertia going and get that out the door this year. Other than that, uh, we're continuing Rural Punk on Twitch, which is huge fun. I'm hoping to do a second season of that. Everyone involved has has agreed to, at least tentatively. And uh, let's see, as um, myself as a musician, I'm, I go by Prism Shard. I make music. I post it on the internet. It's on my SoundCloud. You can download it. I put it under a Creative Commons license so anyone can actually use it in their videos and podcasts or just to download and listen to without having to pay me just... Uh, give me credit in a project that you use it in, and um, you're cool to use it for whatever. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of that this year, as well as uh, hopefully, if I can, um, if I can find the time and get this rolling, I'd like to, I'd love to finally start doing something I've wanted to do for years, and start start making some uh, music production tutorial videos. So. Yeah, it sounds like a, you got a lot going on. That oh, sounds busy. Purgatory should be coming out. It'll be kickstarted, and uh, I don't know all the details there, but um, I wrote a lot of the content for that as well as Opti, and um, that's going to be super exciting. Uh, so I don't want to say too much more on that yet, but look for an RPG called Purgatory. It's uh, sort of... Um, uh, I'm not sure if I should say this, but but I'll, I'll go for it. It's kind of a Briscoe County Junior meets Call of Cthulhu uh, weird western with some alternate history stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, uh, I will piggyback on that and say I've got more freelancing stuff coming up for Shadowrun and Earthon and Purgatory, uh, so those are those are should be coming out. Um, more Shadowrun stuff that I'm excited about, but I can't say anything about right at the moment. Um, the podcast will continue, both the Neo-Anarchist podcast and Shadowrun Origins, um, we have a rotating cast of guest GMs, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, Russell Zimmerman did one for us, and uh, it looks like he may be joining the cast as well, uh, moving forward. Um, working with uh, Palmer and the DA guys, doing World Without End, and uh, I've been thinking about doing a YouTube channel, uh, basically doing exactly what the uh, neo Anarchist podcast does, for uh, audio, but just doing that with video and putting it up on YouTube for people to watch Shatter and History. With and, sock puppets? Uh, formed... Are you doing the sock puppets? <laughs> Maybe. Please tell me you're doing the that sock was, puppets. That was something I considered. I, I doubt that that would be... <laughs> I doubt I would probably use it all the time anyway. Maybe I'll uh, use there it I was like, psyched to ha- see like a sock with a bowler hat on. Well, I have one. You That's, got like, my hopes up. He's, he's, not, he's not shitting because like that actually happened and <laughs> it almost became a show on the SCN. Um, but 
Then uh, the Fragging Unicorns is taking uh, a ton of my time uh, and, a, and a ton of my excitement and energy. So uh, look forward to July of 2020, where uh, the first Fragging Unicorns uh, crowds crowdfunding goes live. And uh, hopefully we will fund our first minis game of, of gang versus gang combat in a cyberpunk fantasy setting. So, Oh my gosh, if you haven't seen the sculpts that have been posted for this... They are so cool. They are absolutely incredible. One of them uh, happens to look somewhat like me, and I'm very <laughs> excited about that. Uh, yeah, it would be awesome if you guys would go uh, find Fragging Unicorns on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and follow us uh, because we've got a lot of cool stuff. The Dev Diaries should be starting soon, and um, stuff is is moving forward at a pretty rapid pace. So I'm excited about that, and uh, I'm excited about everything that we're going that that's going on with all of us. So uh, that's it, man. That's that's all I had. Anybody want to say any very brief last words so that we can get uh, Palmer back to his frozen wonderland and the rest of us back to wherever we'll be from? Well, I'd just like to say that to anybody listening to this, thank you very much for another great year of support and just letting us do all of the just dumb crap that we get to do. I mean, it's been really great in the community. This is this is the best community that I think I've ever seen as far as supporting everything that I've done and that Deniable Assets has done. And I know that I speak for myself and Mr. Clean and who's Mac and... Uh, I speak for both of us whenever I say just thank you. Thank everybody so much. I want to jump off of that, actually. Um, 2019 has been, like, one of the best years for me uh, in recent memory because of this absolutely incredible community. Um, I have, like, I am legitimately so amazed by uh you know the positive reception that i've gotten from so many people here like i am brand new to producing uh you know audio media and everything like i i I literally only started in july the very first episode of pink mohawk edition was the very first thing i ever put out um and for some reason people like it and people have become you know, I have made so many friends over, uh, you know, this this fun, you know, little game that I am playing and putting on the internet for people to listen to. Um, and, you know, it's just so amazing. And all of the people that I've met through this hobby are just so positive and so encouraging. Um and they've seriously added so much to my life. Um, if you are listening to this, you are incredible. Thank you so much. Um, and everybody on this call is like, you know, these are like a few of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, and I am not like, you know, I, I say that with 100% sincerity. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, nobody has anything else. I do. Cliff. So, a couple things. Uh, one of the things that we got to do earlier this year with the Shadowcasters Network was do a panel at, at Gen Con about uh, community building. And one of the things we really expressed was we all share this attitude of uh, we have no no competition, only peers. 
So we encourage each other, lift each other up, and that, that's been a part of this culture that I'm so proud to be a part of. And uh, um, I have another uh, sort of a, a little catchphrase, if you will, uh, to add that I'd like to, to leave for everyone. That's something that I hope to do for myself as well. Uh, the first part of it, I think, is the hardest, but here goes. Believe in yourself. Believe in each other. Make art. That works for me. Yep, that'll do it. Long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> Indeed. All right, fish. I think that's it, buddy. We're we're wrapping it up. Thanks for being here, and uh, really hope to see you again in 2020. Bye now. Bye. 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 And thank you.